When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 419 of the Talking Fires podcast and YouTube show. Ben Fadden with you here. It is June 26, 2023. It's an off day for the Padres. I did want to do a show today just talking about if this is the newest low point of the San Diego Padres season. I think we can all agree that it is. There's also something I want to talk about uh, with the Padres. And there's a narrative that's been out there now that I'm seeing about the team not caring, uh, the team not having fight. And so I'll get to that. Um, There's also some news about Jackson Merrill. So it's not going to be as long of a show today, but I just wanted to get on here and still chat with some Padres fans here on this off night. If anyone's here in uh, in the chat, feel free to give your thoughts and I'll mention them on the show and you can um, give a super chat if you want to make sure that I get to your comment or your question. Uh, just waiting for some people to get in here. Uh, it wasn't really a planned show, but kind of just last minute just chose to hop on here. Uh, just a quick reminder before we get going, my code talking friars use that code to help you $20 off your order uh, on SeatGeek and then you can also click that link in my description if you want some good San Diego sports swag uh, with breaking tea Aztecs Padres wave 
Um, so let's get started. So the low point, the low point thing. Yeah, I think it's the low point. We have reached the new low point of the San Diego Padres season. I think that the low point before this series lost to the Nationals was the Kansas City Royals series. But here's the thing: like, sure, that lot that series loss was bad. It was at home as well. But that series loss happened in mid-May. This series loss happened to the team that has the worst record in the National League, a guy that or a couple guys that you traded to the Nationals to get Juan Soto. And it happened with the calendar closer to October. And the Padres are still at the same place that they were at when they lost that Royal series, that last loss in the Royal series, when they dropped two out of three there, that second loss in that series that got them to four games under 500. I believe it got them to 20 and 24. Again, that was on May 17th, mid May. This one yesterday that got them back to four games under 500. So the same spot in terms of where they are under 500, same spot, just further down the road. And so now they have less time to make up this ground. Um, and I think it's pretty bad when I know the first game, if I remember correctly, of that Royal Series, they scored a good amount of runs. Uh, but Manny did get hurt. I know he wasn't playing well, but he did get hurt, I believe, in that first game of that series. Here, like they had a better first game than that Royal Series. They smashed the Nats. And then they come out the next day and get shut out. And then the next day, you know, they were down, what, 8-1 to one at one point, And it felt like the game was over there. Uh, some may have, may have felt that the game was over when it was one nothing, um, And that gets us into the fight thing. Uh, does this team have fight? Does this team care? And I'll get to that. Uh, but, yeah, will, will there be another low point in this season? Because right now the, the new low point is this it's right now where the Padres stand, you know, after the game, I think what also contributes to this low point is I think in mid May, you could still get away with, yeah, it's early. They'll turn it around. But now when we're in June, we're almost in July here and you lose a series to the Nats and players in the clubhouse, they're, they're like, they, they don't know what's going on. They don't know why something's happening. I, I, I you know, Obviously, there's going to be fans that are bashing the Xander Bogarts contract and all that. I think it's still way too early to really evaluate that. But I do love his honesty in the postgame scrums in the in the clubhouse. You see the videos Marty Caswell posts on her YouTube, and you can see just the visual expression on him yesterday after the game, and he was just like almost at a loss for words. He sounds like a Padres fan, the way he was talking. And, and I like that, obviously, as a Padres fan, you know, a player, I think Musgrove does it too. But some of the guys, right, they love to say, yep, just got to gotta keep playing baseball, right? Manny loves to say that. Soto was saying that uh, yesterday. Some just resort right to that. But Bogarts, he was like, no, we're playing the Nationals. I mean, come on. Uh, we got to win games that we should be winning. Um, he said before the series started that, yeah, the Padres, they should be hammering these teams like the Nationals, like the Pirates, teams that they should beat, teams that don't have the playoff aspirations, right? And here, so here's the Xander, um, part of Xander's 
media scrum yesterday in the clubhouse. Again, this is from Marty Caswell. This is what I posted on social media. And this can trans- we can transition into the lack of fight thing because Xander does touch on that. I don't, I don't even feel any of that, you know. Eddie trying to do too much, might be one, you know. Uh, come on, man. We're playing the Nationals. We're tied to Series 1-1. We're down 1-0. I mean, who don't want to score a couple rounds to, to get us back in the game and, and, and get us on board, you know? So, is it bad to do too much? I mean, I really don't. I, I, don't, I don't think so, man. I, I might be wrong, but I don't because I don't go up to here and be like, oh, you know, I just get out this and bad, just put, put shits and giggles, no? So it's tough and it's frustrating, but yeah, can't lose against teams that don't have, I mean, I don't think they have playoff aspirations. I mean, they obviously have a young team and they, they fight, they do fight, but I wouldn't say anyone picked the Nationals to be in the playoffs, so you have to be the team, so you have to be. Yeah, there you go. Like, he's honest. Like, come on, we're playing the Nationals. Got to beat the teams you have to beat. I don't go up there, you know, saying, yeah, I'm not going to try this at bat for S and Giggles. Uh, no, like, he cares. He's one of those guys that you can definitely tell cares. And I saw some on social media like, well, he's just lying. You know, good lie. He's already got his money. Come on. If you really see what Xander Bogarts is doing and how hard he is trying, right? Having the iPads late in the morning or early in the morning, I guess, late at night, bringing them back to his hotel room, just trying everything that he can to get his swing back right. You see the visuals of that video. You hear him and his voice. And it's like he feel he sounded kind of like me, I think, yesterday. Kind of just depressed not a ton of not a ton of energy about the team because i'm just going to reflect the same energy that this padres team is giving us you know just not a whole lot of reason to be energetic about the team and going to that lack of fight thing because that was obviously asked by some people in the media yesterday and there are some people on social media uh that have that take as well that they have no fight Um, some people I have seen saying that they don't care. And I totally disagree with that. I think that the people saying the team doesn't care or they're saying the team lacks fight one, look, lacking fight and don't care. Are those two different things? Because if you lack fight, then that's telling me that you don't care. If you don't care, then you probably do lack fight, right? So for those that want to say, well, I, I didn't say that they don't care. I'm just saying they don't have fight. Well, no, no, no. You're, you are saying they don't care because don't care and don't have fight. Those aren't those connected. So for those people that are saying that, I totally disagree with that. And here's why. Yes, their record in one run games and when they're behind, it's bad. I understand that. But maybe it's because just this offense is not a very good offense this year. I don't think it's because of a lack of fight or a lack of care. Xander Bogarts doesn't care. Look what he has done. Right? Look at how he is sounding in these post-game media scrums. You're telling me Juan Soto 
does not care when he has millions of dollars on the line? You're telling me Manny Machado does not care? Did he get his money? Yeah. Has he won a World Series yet? No. There's motivation right there. You're telling me he doesn't care. Come on. I just don't buy that. You're telling me Fernando Tatis Jr. doesn't care, doesn't have fight when he has a lot of making up to do. He hasn't won a World Series. He saw what the team did going to the NLCS last year without him. You don't think he he's motivated to bring this team to that next step and get them all the way there? He's not motivated by that? He doesn't care? Give me a break. You see Jake Cronenworth when he pops out, he strikes out, how pissed off he gets at himself? You're telling me he doesn't care? Stop. Stop. Like they lack fight. Come on. Are there sometimes, for those that want to say, oh, they lack fight because Manny doesn't hustle down the line 100% of the time. He's trying to stay healthy. Like if, if there's an error, he hits a ground ball to shortstop, it's an easy grounder to short. Maybe Bogarts doesn't hustle all the way down the line or Tatis doesn't hustle all the way down the line. That doesn't mean that they lack fight or they don't care. If there's an error, a bad throw, guess what? They're safe anyway because the ball gets airmailed. So they're just trying to not strain something. They're trying to be smart so that they can be on the field for the whole year. Little things like that from some people in the fan base or some people that aren't fans. They don't care. They lack fight. They got their money and stopped caring. Stop. Stop, please. That that pisses me off. Like, come on. This team going into the year, World Series expectations. Franchise has never won a World Series. The players know that. You're telling me that they're they're fine. They don't care that 40,000 people go home upset most nights at Petco Park this year. They don't care. Come on. They don't care about being embarrassed a lot this year. They don't care. They're fine with being embarrassed and they're not going to try to get better at it. Stop. Of course they care. Of course they're going to keep fighting. Come on. That's my thoughts on that. Does anyone disagree? If you disagree with me and you think that this team doesn't care or they lack fight, let me know. I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. Check out Gaglione Bros' famous cheesesteaks and garlic fries on Friars Road. You can visit their website, gaglionebros.com, for their entire menu and enjoy their cheesesteaks and fries at Petco Park and Snapdragon Stadium as well. Okay, so Dara says we have no fight at all, no passion, no emotion. Bob already yelled at them in the beginning of the season, and Xander just called them out. Isn't that an example of fight right there by Bob Melvin calling out the players and being pissed off? Xander saying what he said yesterday, isn't that them caring? Like, isn't that proving your own point wrong? Are there times where some players could have given a better effort on certain plays? Sure. But to say that they, they have no fight at all, no passion, no emotion, I, I disagree with that. You're not going to see a bunch of emotion probably when you're not playing well. Because it's not fun to be losing all the time. Uh, what was the first low point? Well, yeah, I don't know. Um, maybe back in spring training when Musgrove got hurt? That sucked. 
And then, hang on. If we look at their schedule, I'm sure that there's some other low points. The, the main low point, obviously, for me, that stands out, I guess, you know, crushing, I guess you could say, was they lose that Dodgers series at home. Then they go to Minnesota. They go to L.A. They get embarrassed there. Uh, those are some low points there, I would say. Bomell calling out the team, I would say. Um, yeah, just looking through this schedule here, that stretch there does stand out. Where so they get swept by the Dodgers, four to two loss, four to two loss, four nothing loss. That's a low point there. But the next series right after that was losing the Royal series. So it was kind of in that area right there. That was that right there. The low point. Uh, someone says here, he Bogertz has no room to talk. He hasn't done S. Um, what about the first 30 games of the year where he got on base in every game? He is one of the bigger salary guys on the team. He's one of the leaders of the team. So he does have room to talk. Actually, this isn't Tom Cosgrove saying this. This isn't Steve Carlton or whoever the dude was. What was his name? Waldron, Matt Waldron. It's not him saying this. He's one of the leaders of the clubhouse. He does have room to talk. He can talk. And he's the first one to admit, yeah, I need to be better. That's accountability right there. That's caring. Yeah, Devin says, Nelson Cruz shrugged his shoulders when he was asked about the struggles he doesn't know either. Yeah, I mean, what are the players supposed to say now, you know? It's so far into the year, they can't resort back to, it's early. Some players resort to the Manny thing, right? It's just, it's baseball, got to keep playing baseball. Uh, but, you know, sure, maybe you want some more fire from guys in the post-game media scrum, but is that really going to make you feel better? Uh, maybe between games, like on an off day here, but what happens the next game and they don't show up, you know? How are you going to feel? You still going to feel good even after a loss because, oh, well, the media scrum a couple days ago, this guy said this, you know. Um, but, yeah, like, what are they supposed to shrugging the shoulders? And I don't know because they're trying everything, I would imagine. They're getting all the information that they can get. Xander was talking about yesterday how there's a pitch. He, he gets a pitch and he thinks he's going to smash the ball and he does, but it goes backwards instead of forwards. Right. Like he squares it up, but it's foul straight back. So he is kind of on it, just not perfectly on it, you know. Um, so, yeah. So, or or he swings and misses through a pitch. And he's like, how the heck did I miss that? It, it's just a lot of, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the heck's going on. And yeah, that's not encouraging if you're a Padres fan. But if you were in that spot, like, what would you say? It, it, when you have been great throughout your career. And this is what happens this year. You're probably not used to it, you know. Uh, Brent Brent says X is clearly battling significant pain in the wrist, and he's still been a million times better than Manny and Jake. And well, Xander he recently told the media that that the wrist thing has been gone for a couple weeks, I think. So he's if it's not gone, he's he's not using it as an excuse for sure. So again, being accountable. 
he he's one of the he is the first guy to say, yeah, I suck right now. And I love that. Um Raul says there's no dog in them, probably a lack of strategy to make a comeback in behind games. When when you say there's no dog in them, yeah, it's easy to say that when they're losing, right? Like, oh, there's no dog in them because they're the results aren't there. Would you be saying there's dog in them if they won by one run in some of these one run games? You probably would, right? But I think you have to go back and look at some look at the situations of those games and who was up at the plate. And sometimes hitters are just struggling. When you're struggling at the plate, you probably still care, and it's just not going right. Sometimes that is baseball. I don't want to make excuses. Like, they have to be better. But sometimes that's how it is in baseball. You know, for some reason, it's just not going right. And Bogarts has mentioned that. He did also mention, I see Brent here in the comments about the mentally frat being mentally fragile. He didn't, Bogarts didn't say that, but he did mention how it feels like when they're down behind, or yeah, when they're behind one nothing, it's like, oh crap, we got to get it together here. You know, like kind of essentially saying, oh, panic mode. Uh, but so maybe that's trying too hard. But when you're trying too hard, guess what? That means you are trying to fight. That means you do care because you're trying too hard. But Bogarts is like, like I played earlier. Is it bad to try too hard? Um, in baseball, it probably is. But that does mean you care. That does mean you you are fighting. If you're if you weren't trying hard enough, okay, then you could say that yeah, they don't care. But that's not what's happening here. I, I think we're seeing that some of these guys are pressing. But pressing means you care. You're not pressing if you don't care. Uh, while I scroll through these comments, just a reminder about Underdog Fantasy. You can click that link that is in my description and use the code Talking Friars, and you can get a deposit match up to $100 there if you have not used Underdog Fantasy before. Uh, it is great, and I'll have my uh, pick them for tomorrow's game tomorrow during the pregame thoughts. I have my underdog fantasy pick. Uh, either I do it in the video or sometimes I forget, and so I have to do it in the description, but I do have a pick every day on those pregame thoughts, so hopefully you know, that pick can do well tomorrow. Don't know what it'll be. Uh, Darvish is on the mound tomorrow, so it might be strikeouts, um, or I might go with someone on offense. Probably shouldn't, but it is the Pirates. I mean, the Pirates suck. Holy cow. Uh, we'll get to them. We'll get to a series preview with them here in a little bit. Devin says, do you think the Cronenworth extension was unnecessary? Honestly, I think extending Kim would have been better because he's playing good at the moment. Yeah, but when they extended Crony, guess what? He was coming off a postseason where he had the biggest hit in franchise history at Petco Park, right? Like, back-to-back uh, -back All-Star when they extended him. Did they need to do it? No. But this is also a thing that pisses me off. There's some Padres fans 
that sat there when the Cronenworth extension happened and were happy about it and said, this is a bargain. Oh my gosh, this is great. Another extension. And now they're saying, you didn't have to do it at the time. That was a stupid move. You can't do that. You can't do that. That's so out of one part of your mouth, you're saying this was a great deal. And less than a year later, you're saying they shouldn't have done that. You have to look at it from the time that you, you, you can say that, yeah, this deal doesn't look great right now because of the way he's playing and they didn't have to do it, but you can't say it was a stupid deal. If you thought it was a good, if you thought it was a good deal at the time, it's not like it was five years ago. It was at the beginning of the season when you thought it was a good idea. So less than a year, we're not even at the all-star break. And some people are saying that was a stupid contract. Never should have given it out. Didn't have to do it. When you were saying at the beginning of the year, when this contract extension was handed out, this is a great deal. Like, come on, that does, that doesn't make sense to me. Uh, but yes, Cronenworth extension was not necessary at the time, but the Padres, they probably wanted to get him at a lower price, lower AAV. They're big on that. We know AJ's big on that. And Seidler probably has something to say about that. Um, not needed, but they wanted to get that AAV down. And Cronenworth is one of the leaders on the team. He is a back-to-back all-star. He's a guy that plays every day. And going into the year, he was going to be one of the big guys on this team. He still can be, but he's one of the big reasons – Right now is why why the Padres are four games under 500. He, he has not been good this year, for sure. He would say that too. He's he's pretty honest too uh, about yeah, frustrating. I'm sucking right now. He does that too. Tim Hill for president. <laughs> Yeah, not the not the best outing for Tim yesterday, but hopefully he can bounce back. Most he, he it feels like he's either really good or he sucks. Uh, and yesterday was one of those days where he was just not good. Uh, Spud Nuts is that the username? Says Ben, who will be our all stars? I think Hater is going to be an all star. I think Tatis will probably be an all star. Tatis or Soto, at least one of them. Maybe both, but probably one of them. And then maybe a starting pitcher, maybe it's Snell in Seattle. Um, don't know about Waka with his help. I mean, he should be available for that Cincinnati start coming up, which is good, but we'll see with him. But maybe Snell goes. But I would say, you know, I'll probably guarantee that they'll have at least two All-Stars. Not as many as we thought going in the year, that's for sure. We thought maybe they'd get like five, right? Maybe more than that. But yeah, um, that's not happening this year, for sure. Uh, Steven says, a little off topic, Ben, but just curious. Is it true that you worked for the Knicks? Uh, yes. Yep. Knicks are my team. Yep. When I was at uh, St. John's in New York. I work for them. Uh, Apollo Katsu says, are we going for Otani? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. That's 
that's down the line. Like we got to worry about this team struggles now. And if the Padres don't win this year, then why would Otani want to come? Right. If, if the angels don't win this year, is he going to go back to the angels? Probably not. Um, so we'll see. We will see about that. Um, I know if, if Preller's here, he's going to go hard after him. And I'm sure Scyther wants him. But there is that talk about the debt, right? And will the attendance be as good as they expected it to be if this team sucks the rest of the way? At the end of the year, is the attendance still going to be sellouts all the time? Probably not. So we'll see. They are losing money. It feels like they are losing money this year. It feels like with the high payroll, like you can only make so much money from coming in from ticket revenue, you know? Uh, Charlie said, no one said the Cronenworth deal was great. Absolutely. No one. I totally disagree with that. There were multiple people that said that was great. It felt, it felt like a lot of the fan base was happy about it. So I, I disagree with that. All right, I did want to get to Jackson Merrill real quick. He is going to be selected, or he has been selected, to the Futures game this year, which is going to be played in July in Seattle. That's before the Home Run Derby. I think the day before the Home Run Derby. They have that, and then I think after it, they have the Celebrity Softball game, which, come on, that that thing could be better than what it is. There, there's a lot of names on there that I've never heard of for that Celebrity game. Uh, but futures game, Jackson Merrill, number one prospect, obviously, for the Padres. And the last Futures game last year, remember, that was Robert Haas III at Dodger Stadium. He ends up getting traded. Will Jackson Merrill get traded after being in the Futures game this year for the Padres? We'll see. I would say no. I would de- I'm would. i very confident that he's not going to get traded because you need someone to come up at some point, right? One of these young guys that has a low salary. Uh, but maybe Preller feels like his job's on the line and is like, you know what? I, I got to make this move. Now, should Peter Seidler approve that move if he if he knows that this is probably just a desperate move on Preller's part? Probably he sh- probably shouldn't approve that move to trade Merrill. Um, but we'll see. I don't expect him to be traded. Salas isn't going to be traded. I don't know. I don't know what's available in that farm system really for the Padres to trade like a top notch prospect. Those guys all went in the photo deal and a lot of the roster that Preller brought in this year, it was like, these guys are pretty much, yeah, we're riding and dying with these guys, right? Look at the starting lineup. Manny, is he going anywhere? No. Is Tatis going anywhere? No. Is Bogarts going anywhere? No. Is Kim might get traded, but, um, is Crony going anywhere? No. Is Soto going anywhere? No. Grish could get traded or go to the bench and they have Tatis play center and bring in someone else. But the majority of their lineup is here to stay. They're not going anywhere. So it's on, mostly probably, it's going to be on the guys that are on this team to play better than they have played. End of story. And if it doesn't happen, then they're probably not going to be a postseason team. Uh, any news on Suarez? I know he was in the bullpen recently. Yeah, that's the latest update was he threw a bullpen, I think, over the weekend. And then he's going to be throwing on Tuesday, I think, with Tom Cosgrove in Arizona. So 
He's thrown off a mound now, which is good. It's progress. Don't know when we should expect him back. I don't think there's like a firm time timeline on him or anything. So we'll see what happens there. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Sorry, I did get a drink of water there. Um, Devin says, I heard Tatis was left out of the first round in the votes. It's unbelievable to me. Guriel is better than Tatis. He's not. I don't know if he's better than Tatis. I mean, I, I haven't looked at the stats, but. I think that. Some fans are just voting. They're looking at the numbers um, on the the vote thing for MLB.com, and they see this guy has better numbers, so they vote him. Or some people, maybe they don't like Tatis because of the PEDs, and they hold that against him. Um, yeah. Guriel's not a better player than Tatis, but he might be this year. Let me look here. Lord is Guriel Jr. I'm not talking about... Yuli. So a 120 OPS plus for him. 11 home runs. Atis has more home runs than that, right? 15 home runs, a 148 OPS plus. Like Tatis has a 3-7 war, Guriel is a 1-5. So yeah, I don't know why that's the case. If Guriel got more votes than Tatis, that doesn't make sense to me. Um probably just a lot of haters, people that don't like Tatis, and so they just don't vote for him. It, it, that's a fan vote. The starting thing, that's a fan vote. Raul asks, what's the word on Waka? Um, 
he should be able to go for his next start against the Reds. I think that's on, when is that, Thursday? Or is it against the Pirates? When is his next start? I think it's against the Pirates, or not the Pirates, the Reds, yeah. Um, I'm getting these series confused. Pirates for the next three days, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Then I think Friday, it should be Michael Walker. That's, he, it, he should be lining up for that day. So they were just being precautionary there, having Walker not go on Saturday, having Walton pitch. And the pitching was not the reason why they lost on Saturday, obviously. It was the offense. Scoring zero runs, you're not going to win. Irish says, what's up, Ben? I feel like everyone is waiting for a hammer to drop in the clubhouse right in the clubhouse right now. What's that hammer, though? A coach to be fired? Bob Melvin to be fired? That's not going to happen. Don't hold your breath on that. Melvin's not getting fired. I would be shocked if he got fired. Because if he got fired, guess what the players would say? They'd be pissed off about that because they know it's on them. It's not on Bob Melvin. Like Manny has said that, too. He just said that before the series started over the weekend. They know it's not on Bob. He's made some bad mistakes this year, sure, but every manager has. I guarantee you, even the best team in baseball, someone has made a mistake there. It happens. You can't get every one right. You know? Hindsight's so easy to use. Um, so, yeah, I don't know what hammer they're waiting to drop for, if that's what they're waiting for. Uh Is the hammer, like, the standings, them being farther back in the standings, and they're like, oh, no. Look at the standings. I don't even know if the players look at the standings. They know they're not playing well. They're in it every day. They know they're not playing well. And I'm sure a lot of them are pissed off about it. All right. I did want to get to one other San Diego sports topic here. Talking about San Diego State basketball. San Diego State basketball team, they landed a six foot eleven basketball prospect. His name, Magoon Guath, hopefully I uh, probably botched the name, but this guy could be a steal. Uh, I'm reading this from Mark Ziegler's article here that was published yesterday. And San Diego State, right, they're a, they're a team that, a program that does find some of those diamonds in the rough, right? Guys that were overlooked a little bit. And on Sunday, they got a commitment from this 6'11". Uh, Prep player, I believe, Veritas Prep, I think that's how you say it. Uh, I believe that was in the L.A. area. And he has graduated high school, will be eligible immediately for the 2023-2024 season. But San Diego State he might choose to return him. Uh, he does need to get stronger, I'm reading from this article from Mark Ziegler. Uh, but his coach, uh, George Zidane, says he's oozing with potential, just scratching the surface. And the Aztecs, they were looking for one more big man. now. If this guy redshirts, maybe they're looking for another one, but this is a big man, uh, 6'11". And there were other schools that San Diego State beat out for him. USC was one of those schools, um, multiple schools. And so this could end up being a steal. We'll see. Villanova, St. Mary's, they were pursuing him as well. Uh, and it seems like Gwathi's going to be enrolling into Stingo State some of the summer classes to get started there. And he'll be on campus with the rest of the basketball team. So there's a commitment there. Um, and so there were two scholarships available for the team for next year. Now there, that's I would assume that's one. 
So there's one more. And Dutcher, in, in the past, he has not filled all of the spots. So maybe he leaves that spot open. Uh, and he th this guy ends up getting playing time. So we'll see. But obviously, 6'11", that's, that's a pretty unique uh, skill set there. Someone looks like he can shoot the three as well. That's what I'm reading. Can, can shoot the three. Willing passer. Can handle the basketball at 6'11". That's pretty dang unique there. Um, so we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, the Aztec season, I can't wait for this season. It's going to be it's going to be nuts. Obviously, the first game of the year when they're raising the banners and Lamont's going to be there, obviously, because he's playing on the team. Uh, they'll probably have former players back from this last year's team that aren't on the team this coming year. Um, that's going to be great. And then just the expectations for this year. I, I don't think we should probably ex be expecting them to go to the final four again. Um, but the expectation should still be high and they should be high for sure. Uh, it's, I don't think the expectation should just be, yeah, let's get into the tournament. Let's win a game. I think the expectation should probably be, yeah, let's, let's, let's get to the sweet 16. I think that's a solid expectation to have. And then you'll see what happens after that. So Guath, he should be the third incoming freshman in this class. BJ Davis and Miles Hyde um, are the other two freshmen. And so there's some other big men on the roster. Marcia Johnson, uh, Jr., there's Eliza Saunders, Hyde, and now Guath right here. So we'll see. We'll see how much playing time he gets or if he redshirts. I, I think the Aztecs are going to be expecting some big things from some of the big men, the big men that, did not get a whole lot of playing time last year because Mensa was there, a rope was there, Keyshot Johnson was there taking up some playing time. So they're going to get an opportunity and we'll see how they do. All right. Any more comments here about the Padres? Uh, let's see here. Iris says, I think everyone is expendable besides Ethan Salas at this point, And of course the ones that we have on contract already. Uh, maybe I, I think Merrill could get dealt, but that has to be a, a massive return for the Padres. I would think, right. And going into this year, we thought that the Padres were like done. They, like they should have enough talent. They should not have to go get, another Juan Soto. They should not have to go get another superstar player. At the deadline, we thought, yeah, maybe add starting pitching or something, maybe another bat, like small bat, not some like superstar player. And you can make the case that right now they probably need one a, a few of those smaller bats, maybe not a superstar because they got the superstars on the team. They need to be better. I don't think it's adding another superstar. I think it's adding a guy that can play the corner outfield. Um, and it, so Tatis can move to center if the Padres don't want to have Grish there. Uh, I think maybe the catching the catching position, we'll see what happens there. <coughs> and I think DH, adding another bat, and it, that probably comes from the corner outfield spot. You know, a guy that can DH and be a corner outfielder. Or they bring in a first baseman and end up releasing Cruz or something. And they have Crony play second, maybe some limited playing time for Kim, or they have limited playing time for Crony. Um, I, I find that hard to believe, but that's probably something that's being thrown around. 
that they'll just have Kim and uh, Crony split some time at second base if they get a first baseman. But I would imagine that there's not a lot of great first base options out there because the best first baseman in baseball, you look around. I know Goldsmith's name is going to get thrown out there, but the cards, they're not moving him, I wouldn't think. The best first baseman in baseball, right, the Freddie Freemans of the world, like they're on contending teams. Matt Olson, they're on contending teams, so they're not going to go anywhere. Um, so it feels like the moves that will be made will not have to cost Jackson Merrill. Um, Potters won't have to give him up for those moves, but they'll probably have to deplete some of their farm system. Uh, because who on the major league roster do other teams want? And I'm, and I'm talking about if the Potters are buying, like sure they want Josh Hader, but that would be the Potters selling who would other teams want that's on the major league roster that would make sense to trade to that team to go get someone, right? To be a buyer. Who are you taking off the roster that's appealing to people, right? Like, would it be, is Grisha guy? Is Kim a guy? Well, it wouldn't just be that, right? I think the other team would want something else other than that because there's flaws in those guys. So AJ's in a tough spot. And you hope that he doesn't make that desperate move right? Try to save the season or save his job. That's not what you want because then the Padres could get screwed more because they give up a top prospect and that's one less guy and bring in another star player. There's already a bunch of stars on the team. That star player could come over and not do anything either. I think it's up to the stars that are on this team. Those are the stars just they're the ones that got to be better. And then Preller, he can make moves on the edges. I think. Uh, quick Pirates Padres preview because I did forget to do that. So the Pirates, look, they're fight, they're they're 35 and 42. They got off to a hot start this year, but in their last 48 games, they had an off day today. Last 48 games, they're 15 and 33. I'm sorry. That's a team that you got to be. 1 in 12 in their last 13 games the Pirates are. 1 in 12. We think we have it bad? We do because of our expectations, but look at the look at the uh the Pirates. 2P team, sorry. Look at the Pirates. 1 in 12 in their last 13. They've got young players, right? Henry Davis they called up. Brian Reynolds is on the IL. O'Neill Cruz isn't on the active roster. He's hurt, obviously. Like, this is a series you gotta win. I know it's a lose-lose for the players, but you're speaking to the players here, you put yourselves in this spot by not playing well. It's a lose-lose situation because if you win the series, we're gonna sit here and say, well, it's the Pirates. Of course, you're supposed to do that. Now do it again. Do it against the Reds, who are a better team. Do it again. If you lose the series, we're gonna be on them, obviously. How do you lose a freaking series to the Pirates after you just lost a series to the Nats? What are we doing here? You lost a series to the Royals as well earlier in the year? Like, come on. So it's a lose-lose situation, but still got to win the series. They put themselves in this spot. So Darvish against Rich Hill on Tuesday at 4.05. Snell against Mitch Keller, 4.05 on Wednesday. And then Thursday, series finale, Musgrove against Luis Ortiz, 9.35 a.m., 
Ortiz had a really good start his last outing. You have Darvish, Snow, and Musgrove pitching in this series. Snow and Musgrove, they're pitching really good right now. You have to win this series. And I know we said that going into the National Series. Time's ticking. And so if there's a meter, like 1 to 10, how much you have to win this series, it keeps going up, series by series. Whatever it was at for the Nat series, you have to you have to win this series. Do you have to? The need for that, it's higher. It's closer to the 10, right? Um, so, yeah, it'll be real disappointing if they drop this series in Pittsburgh to the Pittsburgh Pirates, 35 and 42 in that division, 1 and 12 in their last 13 games. I think Hedges is their backup catcher now. Um, yeah. Sucks that we're even in this position. But, you know, Pirates, one of the worst teams in baseball. Padres, they're playing like that right now, or at least the offense. They have the worst offense in baseball with runners in scoring position. So we'll see what happens. But, again, the players put themselves in this position to be in a lose-lose situation for this series. All right. That's going to do it. Talking Fires episode 419. Thank you, everyone, for the time. Have a great rest of your night or your a great blah, blah, blah. Have a great rest of your day if you're listening this on Tuesday before this Padres Pirates series. Pre-game thoughts before the game on YouTube, as always, and post-game reaction, as always, on YouTube as well. Again, thank you, everyone, for the time, and I'll talk to you all later. See ya.